everyone, before we start the podcast, I just want to take a moment here and dedicate this episode uh, to my uh, late grandfather, Paul Harrison Chuck, who passed away last week. Uh, luckily, my mom was able to make it back to say her goodbyes. Um, he died at the age of 92, um, 72 years together with my grandma, 67 years of marriage, six kids, 15 grandchildren, 13 great-grandchildren, and I'm sure more on the way. Um, my grandfather was a great influence on me, um, especially in my younger years of um, basically as a male role model. Um, him and my dad especially were a big influence on how I consider how I should conduct myself as a husband and a father. Um, without uh, those influences, I don't think I'd have the healthy marriage I have today. So I just want to dedicate this to him and uh, thank you for everything. This episode is powered by Anivia Pickleball, based in the heart of Vancouver, BC. Whether you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, they have the paddle for you. I myself am currently using their Voltex Gen 3 Pro, which comes in both mid and lightweight. A big thank you for the team at Anivia for taking a chance on me in this podcast. And for listeners of the podcast, if you enter agorman15 at checkout, you get 15% off. Check out anivia.com now. That's A-G-O-R-M-A-N 15 at checkout. On with the show. All right, we are back for the final episode of the year. Of course, I am Andrew, and we, of course, got Victor with us again. Everyone, Victor. All right, so let's jump right into it. So, Victor, we played against each other in the tournament, the, what was that, a few weekends ago now, mm -hmm. at, at uh, that team tournament in um, St. Albert. How was that for you? Well, um, it's actually better than expected, right? Uh, uh, I, we know that uh, we're not going to make it far because, our, unfortunately, one of our women got uh, sick, so we have to, like, scramble, get another, another woman in. And uh, actually, she uh, to be surprisingly, she played played fairly good in uh in in our team. So shout out shout out to her. It was Laura Spencer. She was really 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 good. Um, on so what how how when we went two uh, two and two. So we went we won two uh uh not matches but uh, two two cut like uh, two round. Mm -hmm. And then we lost, unfortunately, lost two rounds. And once the rounds is again, Andrew, unfortunately, <laughs> or fortunately, I don't know what you what you can say about that. You guys gave us a good push. Like you beat me and Chris in the men's. Um, mm -hmm. And actually, uh, uh, the girls did a good job against Irene and Mikhail because I knew that was probably where we guys had had a little bit. Of, we had a little bit of a stack on you guys. Mm -hmm. How strong Irene is, and then Mikel's no slouch either. But the girls held uh, held it down pretty well and um, gave them a good push. And then when it came to when it came to mix, it was kind of the same thing. Like uh, like you guys gave me and Irene a good a good push there. But we've just been playing playing a little bit more than you guys because you were out with that injury for that whole year there. So me and Irene have had a chance to kind of move up with that. But you guys still gave us a really good push, and then it was a really good match. Um, 
with uh, Lester and Laura versus uh, Chris and Mikel. That was actually a really fun one to watch. I thought you guys were actually going to push it to the uh, the, uh, the Dream Breaker singles with that match. <laughs> I was I was, ho- I was hoping anyway. <laughs> yeah, and then I was worried. Oh, then I was worried because I didn't want to have to go against you in singles because you <laughs> you probably wouldn't take my butt. So. Oh yeah, that definitely. But you get you guys did well. You went all the way to the uh, well. In theory, it's the bronze medal match, right? Yeah, we went to the bronze. Yeah, because our first game we lost in the Dream Breaker to the team that from our pool ended up going to the gold medal game. Uh, and then, yeah, we went to the bronze. And unfortunately, uh, I think we kind of fell flat that game. Like, uh, Chris and Mikel won their mixed match. Me and Irene lost ours, and we kind of weren't mentally. And, and then the women lost very close, and there was one or two controversial calls, line calls on that, which. Um, they kind of let get to their head and then it kind of affected them moving forward in that. And then uh, me and Chris uh, in the men's, I think we lost, I want to say it was like 17, 14 or something like that. And they were, uh, they picked on Chris a little bit with the speed ups. Um, that was close. Like, yeah. Kind of like how you and kind of like how you and Lester did when you guys played us, you guys were definitely yeah. trying to take us out of our, uh, our slow play game. Yeah. Well, they would definitely know Chris is the, uh, Chris is the target. So, Definitely go. We we did go 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 at him, but you you guys was uh, was solid uh, as 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 a team. Definitely, it's just uh, too bad. I was think I was just thinking. So maybe may, maybe ref your, your you guys match, and then that's probably probably in your favor. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I I left <laughs> too too bad. Well, no, yeah, it was, it was fun. I had a good time. Um, now that I've played rally scoring, um, I do like watching it for like CNPL with the pros playing because it's really entertaining um i don't know how much i like it when i'm competing in it in a yeah, setting yeah. I, I find that it's harder to get a flow going because every and i find i play more tentative because every mistake costs you a point so there's like there were shots there where realistically i probably maybe would have attempted an ernie even if the ball was maybe a little bit low but like worst case scenario when you're playing regular points is that okay i'm gonna lose serve yeah exactly where, every- yeah, Every point so, counts, right? Yeah. So I found I found with that it allowed it allowed and it also it it, it um plays to the benefit more so I find of people who I don't want to say bangers, but people who like the speed up game better because um because it just it they stay more aggressive that way. Whereas someone like me and Irene who we like to kind of play that chess match with the dinking game and then get you to make the mistake and then we speed it up at you and get you to make a mistake that way. It doesn't play as well into that because, like I said, if you make a mistake with the dink, it's not like okay, now we're on second server, we lose serve. Now it's like oh no, now we lose a point, and now they've caught back up. So I see the advantages to it because, like, you were able to fit that many games into that short time span. Because what what did we play like eight to three? Because I think the championship game started at like two fifty five or something like that. So they like, yeah, barely, it went pretty quick. Yeah, we barely went over time. So like that's the one advantage with rise scoring and um. It was funny actually uh this week my club actually played uh we did uh just a mini thing where we did rally scoring for a bit and did the whole like don't switch side things just to see uh kind of how it felt i enjoyed it for rec where you're not really worried about winning or losing but you're just you know trying new things and then you can play with a person who's a little bit lower level than you and you can still have some fun with it and uh and because the games go so fast you get to rotate through players so if you're like in a club where say you're saying like four point four point kind of plus players kind of normally play by themselves, but then you have like that little three point five group who are starting to get up there, but not quite there yet. And they normally segregate. Mm-hmm. You can kind of mix those two together, 
and then you still get good games out of that rally scoring and you get to constantly mix. So there was times where I was playing and everyone was 4.0. There was times where I was the only 4.0 in the group and stuff like that. But I found it was really enjoyable with the rec side for the tournament side. I guess if I played a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. I'd, I, I, I kind of, I'd kind of find that uh, rhythm to go with. But yeah, I found like for the way I play on a regular basis, it kind of was detrimental to me because I wasn't as aggressive as I probably should have been. So. But I still had a really good time. It was really fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we we did uh, some rec game. Uh, me and Lester a little bit over over here too. Definitely rally scoring because you you can manage your time, right? You, if you max it out at seventeen point, you know, okay, that's the maximum timing it's gonna take for for that uh, that match compared to a uh, rally scoring can go side out side out side out side out and then take take for take forever and then oh. you can ro rotate so so many so many players in, in there so that's the advantages of the uh, to rally scoring but um yeah. if, if you if you say if you're saying for more, more like a strategy play play as uh, purposes that it's not as 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 easy because you since every point counts you just want want, want to uh, dominate in, into the point so that's probably why like me and lesser were able to win all our men's because i i'm just the aggressive player i was like there's there's no thinking sorry there's no yeah. thinking <laughs> you, you you guys know when you saw me oh, yeah. No well, I, yeah we i knew what to expect playing you and lesser and i was like okay i was like I, and i knew that just because we had started doing this podcast together that you were gonna aim for me for a little a little bit more because i know the last time i played you and lesser you guys avoided me like the plague so but i enjoyed the fact that you guys were speeding it up in me and uh having me stay involved so that was a little bit that was fun yeah oh <laughs> yeah i i knew that that was when when we were going to play you play you guys i was like okay this this style of game really suits how you how aggressive you guys play and i knew like i and i'd mentioned cherry and i was like okay we have to figure out a way to like force the thinking game but we still have to do like that aggressive a little bit more aggressive because what we would normally do in regular play we would kind of the first five or six points we kind of do the soft dinking game kind of pinpoint the weaknesses mm -hmm. and then be more aggressive dinking leading into speed ups whereas this you don't really have the time to do that because if you're yeah, like, if you're if you're too patient all of a sudden you're down six six three or something and then you're trying to work your way back so yeah which there's is not as much there's not as much of a feeling out process as there is with regular play yeah, it's pretty, pretty, unfortunately, pretty tough. But yeah, yeah, it was good, good experience, good experience. I'll play one more in Jan twenty seventh January. I, I have an another one that uh, Chur Churko did, um, do, did another one, but that that ones will be rough. Uh, there's uh, because they up the duper, so I think they have that. It, oh yeah, seven, I saw that. yeah, because like, seven seventeen point like five, like yeah, or? nineteen something. You're like, oh, and then I I saw the players that uh, we were playing against Dewey. Uh, do him and then uh, Saji, uh, Albert, um, Jeff, uh, Samoan, and then Ali. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that's oh, yeah, that yeah, that uh, yeah, Dewey and Sanji are a tough team. I got I, I played against them at the what was it? The that would have been early last early this year, like February or March or, March or something like that. No, sorry, no, it would have been like last November. Um, yeah, 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 one of the uh, CVP tournaments in like the 4.5 division, and, and I was playing with someone who was like their first time playing at like a 4.5, and it was just like I was, <laughs> and um, I made them work for it though, like they beat us, I want to say like 11 3, but there was a lot of stalemates in uh, okay. where we got stuck. So, and it was funny, Sanjay, so Sanjay at one point said to me, he goes, You're making me run, I'm like, I gotta tire you out for the next guy because I don't know if I'm gonna beat you, but I'm gonna make you work for 
So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's good. Yeah, I know they did. I play against them a couple couple of times. Uh, Dewey is a good friend of mine. Um, I'm starting to able 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 to uh, neutralize some of, some of his harsh art uh, finally. But uh, against Sarge, it's going to be a little bit tough because he he he's a little bit deceptive guy. He, he looks he's going to dink, but he's going to right speed up right back at you, and you don't yeah. you, you don't realize it. Yeah, he's got a very good that forehand. It looks like it's going to be a dink or a drive, and then it also shoots off to the left on the side. And then Dewey's got the same thing with his back, and he's got that very deceptive shot where it looks like it's mm. going to be for a straight shot at you, and then all of a sudden it's at your like left shoulder. Yeah, he flick he flicks that. Uh, luckily, I play against uh, Jorge quite a bit now, so I kind of expect no now uh, know about the expectation instead of looking. Well, the main thing is you don't look at the paddle; you look at the ball instead of looking at the yeah. paddle. Because you, you try to look at the paddle, that's how you get burned. But if you look at the, at the ball instead, that's that's give you a little bit the extra reaction reaction time to actually block block that ball. Yeah, I just assume it's coming at my chest every time at this point. <laughs> That's what oh, I yeah. do. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's coming at my chest. I'm just going to get ready and try and push it back down on the floor. So I see. I see. Uh, quick result uh, at the PBA uh, St. Clemente, which is the, fin uh, the finals um for for this season so there's not much surprise to be on uh, to be honest with you um ben ben and uh colin won uh, won uh the men's doubles uh they actually actually they who, who did beat? they beat uh chris uh the team uh newman and uh, wilson that, that that was the team they, they beat a little bit uh weird what, what what's going on is uh we were expecting actually JW or our Dylan Fraser to make it to to the final, but uh, Newman and Wilson just uh, played the chess game to say they, they just on purposely lost a game in order to eliminate the JW and and uh, and uh, Dylan Fraser. So how how the, how how like they did pool play, right? Exactly. So how how does it work? Is uh, a little bit like the uh, if. People have followed tennis at the ATP finals, so they did the pool play. So there's a pool A and then there's a pool B, and there's four teams in in both and both of them. The uh, number one team on on both side will play against the number two team that uh, that finishes um, on on their pool. So they did that for for men's, for mix, and for for, uh, uh, for the singles. So that's how how they do. So like uh, for another example, like Ben Ben Johns, like went went two and two and one. But actually, in their pool, there's three people that went two and one. Uh, but because Ben Johns uh, did win their uh, some some of the some some of the games with a bigger margin, so that's that's why they here is able to go uh, go uh, go through. Uh, because other, otherwise, because in singles he did lost to Corner uh, uh, Garnett, but he's still he's still uh, make make it through to the finals, which he beat uh, Christian Alshon, which uh, Christian did give him uh, a quite quite a quite a, quite a match it was a very tight three three game it just sucked that uh just ben johns is ben johns right yeah. and then uh, uh makes no, no surprise unfortunately uh and uh, ben and, and ali they're, they're just un unbeatable they beat jw and, and georgia johnson they're like like very single-handedly the not even, not, it was not even close and then you have the woman's same thing, 
uh, Parento and uh, and Walters, uh, which they beat uh, Anna Bright and and David, and was also pretty convincingly, unfor uh, unfortunately. Uh, to, and so basically, not 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 not, not very uh, not big surprise. So Ben and and Ali went went for their triple crown again. So. Uh, it's getting really redundant to be honest with you it's getting really redundant like they need to like someone needs to up their game because right right now they're like ben and elite is just dominating yeah they need to either up their game or at least get some more personality into the game for the ones that are facing them in the finals to you know make it more of a draw exactly so it's yeah. this, it, it's it's kind of that uh, double-edged sword like you people love it when someone dominates like that but then it also becomes very boring yeah, it's kind of like, like how when Golden State uh, with basketball went on that tear where they were constantly in the finals, constantly winning. Mm -hmm. You were almost, even though if you were a fan, you were almost going for the other team to say, "Okay, let's see a change of pace." Exactly. So, yeah. totally agree. Like they won, like if, if they they win maybe fifty percent of the time, I'll 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 say that's that that that's good. But now they're like winning at ninety percent of the time. So like, what do you? There, like people is not some like I I talked to some of uh, some of some of my pickleball folks. They're like, I'm not watching anymore because I know who's gonna win anyway. So what's the what's the point watching? Yeah, right. Yeah, when it's getting that predictable. So it's yeah. It's, I don't I don't know if they have to make up a thing where I don't know. Maybe they do like a random draw for partners, make it a little bit more interesting with that, so you can't have the the two best playing together. Yeah, that but, that could. Yeah, they have to. They have to come up with something to spice it up a little bit, or else, yeah, it's gonna get to the point where people aren't gonna watch because the outcomes already pretty much made mm -hmm. up. Like big, the big stories you always hear is when they get upset, which doesn't happen very often. But like, but like the Johnson, um, the Johnsons beat them that one time earlier in the year, and that was like a huge story and stuff like that. And same thing when, uh, when like the Johns brothers lose, uh, lose uh, a match. Same thing. It's like yeah. that. That's the big story coming out. It's not even who won. It's the fact that they lost. <laughs> exactly. It's so I find that weird though that they uh, okayed that with uh, Newman and them um, losing intentionally. Well, because that's 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 one of those things again, kind of like what's her uh, what's her name with the line calls where you're you're killing the credibility of the sport. Mm -hmm, I know. It's, yeah, some, I some people say. Yeah, go um, ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I remember a couple years ago in the Olympics with badminton where the one team got kicked out because they intentionally lost to try and get a better positioning after pool play. Yes. So they got qualified in the whole tournament. So I, th I think something like that should, like, probably because this was probably the first time that that happened. They probably didn't really know what to do. But I think something should be implemented in where, hey, if you're clearly losing on purpose, that should disqualify you or something because that's not, in, in essence, that's not the spirit of sport. Yes, I agree. In in theory, in the rule book, there is there is something like that that uh, that is written that not, you're not um, uh, playing at your best effort uh, uh, when when you're playing in the rule book. There there is one, but however, I haven't seen uh, any referee implement uh, the uh, this rule because it's very subjective. Like, uh, can you really say that he intentionally lost that match or? And anyway, there's there there there's a a lot of debate in to, in order in, in like in order yeah. to like really say they really intentionally lost that match. So anyway, yeah, because yeah, anyone can come out flat because it is pickleball. But like if if it was because if it was a team, they were like nine times out of ten, or even nine point five times out of ten, they should beat. 
And depending, because uh, I didn't see the match, so depending on what the match looked like, it's a little bit hard. Because, like, for example, the Olympics one that I brought up, it was blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't even like the fan at to the point where like people I thought, watched, I saw that one. Yeah. People watching were booing and stuff like that. I was like, okay, no, that's blatantly obvious. So it depends on how good, how convincing it was. So, like, could did they win any sets during that? During that game, or did they just get swept? No, they got they got swept, but like it's not very like not very uh like it's not eleven zero eleven zero leader. It was it was like eleven eight eleven eight ish like that. So it's not like yeah, so that like you can make an make your argument. Yeah, you can make an argument either way that the other team was just on fire. They might not have been playing their best type of thing because same thing with like we've we've seen uh the Johns brothers fall to something like that where. They like lose eleven eight or eleven seven, and you're like, oh, that's really out of character. But the other team just happened to be hitting every shot. So, yeah, so that's a, that's an iffy one. But yeah, something to kind of look deeper into because that that was yeah like the other big thing coming out of that is uh, did, they, did they did they throw it just to get the better seating type of thing? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that could be it anyway. But uh, yeah, that wraps up the, for PPA. And then this year they they did a, what, what what they call. Uh, so some some like annual uh, reward. So they they brought out a couple, couple uh, at the end. They brought a couple players out uh, for giving them some prize for obviously a certificate. So you have the player of the year. Obviously, oh, <laughs> everyone knows Ben and and Ali already. Uh, they, those are the player of the year. And yep. then you have the newcomers of the year, which is uh, yeah, Christian Alshon and Georgia Johnson, which makes sense. They are really they, they have been very solid this year, and especially uh, Christian, I I really I really agree that he he should make he he deserves that. And then you have fans of uh, fan uh, the fan pick uh, player of the year. Uh, that that one was a little, slightly surprising. The the woman we know is Anna Lee, but men's. It was Tyson McGoffin. So like, what? It wasn't Ben. And, and sorry, I mi- I missed her there. That was for what was the that award for? The the uh, the fans pick um uh the fan uh the fans picking the uh, players of the year. I can see that though. I can see McGuffin winning the fan vote over Ben because uh, as far as charismatic wise, Tyson's gonna beat him with that. That's true. That's true. He he makes right, like, pop, he, like no he wins he and stuff like that. Right. He wins, like he hypes the crowd up. He uh, when he wins, he goes over and crushes a beer with the fans. Exactly. Like that. That. So yeah. That. So so I, I see that more as like that's the charismatic award because and Annalie does get the crowd hyped up when it, when mm-hmm. she points and stuff like that. So I can see Annalie winning that as well. I can't really I'm trying to picture another female at the moment who would do something like that. Like maybe Parento, but not on the level that. Annalie. No, definitely not. And and the right. is much more on that. So no, that 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 wraps up on the PPA award, and then you have uh, another to, uh, another tournament, the MLP, which uh, uh, MLP San Clemente was uh, tuned down a little bit more because it used to be supposed to be twelve team playing, and then they just limited to four teams. So uh, so so make makes it a little bit much uh, small uh, smaller size, and, and they. Play it on a Monday and a Tuesday, which is not prime time, I guess. <laughs> and they play in the morning. On top of that, it's like, what? Why? Why, why did they do that? Well, it's almost like they punted the viewing. Yeah, they, I think they, they just say, "Oh, well, we're just gonna finish it up," and that's it. Yeah, that's it. We did like, and anyway, we'll we'll talk about that that MLP problem soon. After uh, right after that, so what? Ha- um, so MLP San Clemente, a little bit surprised actually. 
band one. So the the Chicago Slice beat the Orlando Squeeze, and it was actually pretty interesting. So how 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 this one works is um, there's two con uh, two con contender teams was were, were playing first, and then the two first team, which is the Orlando Squeeze and the DC uh, Pickleball team, were the number one and number two seed. So Orlando uh, Squeeze won that uh, match. The DC team. Uh, they're not done yet. They 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 play like the uh, almost like a little bit like uh, the a, a a draw and the B draw. So they they went to the B uh, B draw playing against the Chicago Slice because they won their their game. I don't I don't remember what was the team they they're playing against, but they they uh, they won that game. So Chicago Slice now play against a DC team, and again, Raleigh even choke. So uh, what happened is they're. They're winning two zero, two match two zero, and then they lost. They lost all the way to Dreambreaker. Right? What? What the heck happened again? And then and Chicago Slides are not well known for their Dream Break Breaker because the only single player is Ben Johns. The three other players sucks. Sorry for 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 saying that, but they are not good. As yeah. you're talking about pro standard, obviously, yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, they they're not not they're definitely not as good. But they they won Dreambreaker, so like, okay, what happened in there? And then now they they playing against Orlando Squeeze. Same thing happened. They were losing two zero, and then they they beat them all the way from to Dreambreaker. Now you now suddenly you're questioning. Should, uh, because at first that uh, people are questioning, should Ben John be be the number number one pick? Now kind of a little bit answer the question. Yes, Ben John should be your number one pick because he he's gonna make that adjustment and he's gonna grind that uh, grind grind that thing out for you. People were actually questioning that, like, yeah, yeah, they, because the the. <laughs> Last few uh, PIP, um, MLP, well, ben, ben didn't really win any MLP except like the first MLP that uh, they prob probably played with the BLQK. Uh, that's it. They, and then yeah, he. Yeah, but that's not really Ben. That's on who they selected for his teammates. Like, you can give the best player in the world, pick the best player in the world first, but if your picks after that are not in sync with that, or if you have really low picks after that, like, you take a look at. Um, even if you look at the CNPL, like you had, like, and they went women first because I understand why, because the women pool and mm -hmm. yeah, there's like the top four or five, and then there's a bit of a gap. Yeah. Once you get to like seven, eight, nine for our, our women here in Canada, but like, like, for example, Kim Layton got picked, what was it, number two or number mm -hmm. three, something like that. But then you look at the players that went on her team, and this is no offense to like Cam Rich and, uh, and them, but, um, like she's she's her and her when she plays with Chapman, they've been dominating pretty much, with the exception of when they have to play Deacon, mm -hmm. and and like and her team came like in dead last, yeah, NPL right. So and it's like and I don't put that on her. She's playing really well, but like if you don't give her if you don't give them people to like compliment them, then yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have the best player in the world on the team if they're not gonna they can't do it all by themselves. They can only play somebody in the matches. Yeah, I agree with that. But however, like what the result with that MLP that uh, changes a little bit because Eric Lange was not a right hand, uh, right side player for Ben. He he is definitely definitely not uh, that guy. And then 
that even Je Jesse Irving having very she was struggling really hard by playing playing with with Ben because Ben was expecting that she's uh, he was playing with uh, Andy Lee so Andy Lee's gonna uh, cover all, all uh when when he's outstretched but like Jesse Irving is not that uh that that type of player she's just a, cons a more consistent uh, dinker but they still a, a, a uh, and Ben just make make that adjustment. They just make 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 that adjustment and to make it to to make it happen. So that that's what that's why I'm saying that makes a little bit more questioning. Okay, should you now pick Ben as number one? But we'll we'll come we'll come with this uh, problem soon because now the new uh, the MLP has a new uh, came came out with a new uh, drafting. Well, we'll 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 explain why I'm saying that. Right, so. And then uh, what else? There's uh, one more tour tournament that not, not a lot of people was list, uh, actually pay attention. Is the APP the U the US Indoor Championship? Um, uh, this one this one um, not really big surprise. Uh, singles you have uh, Hunter Johnson be beating Chris Hardwood. So Chris Hard who's Chris Hardwood? He he was the one that beat Ben in the U uh, US National. So I kind of so. So that, that was a good, actually a pretty good, uh, good result for him. Women's singles, uh, you have uh, Gina Hesset and uh, Jessica Warren. I don't know them, so I can't comment on on, on this. Uh, men's double, you have Daisuke and Noonmeri. I get uh, who beat the uh, Johnson brother, not not the not the, the other Johnson, just the Hunter and Yates Johnson. So uh, which uh, which is normal because Daisuke was uh, uh, was winning a lot app this year. And then in women's double, you have uh, Simone Jardim and uh, Barnard uh, against Harris and Humbert. Uh, I have a feeling because uh, Paris Top is not playing for some reason. I am uh, because uh, Simone Jardim was playing with uh, Paris Top for for a while, but I think uh, Paris Top is now trying to find another par partner instead of playing with her. Uh, so that was interesting. And then mixed double, you have Paris Todd and Hunter Johnson who beat uh, Susanna Barr and uh, Daescu. So if you if some that people don't know, Paris Todd is actually dating with uh, Hunter Johnson. So that's why they're playing together. A little bit like like um, Anna Bright and uh, uh, James Yanovich. So yeah. that that kind of format. So anyway. Um, Couple, couple little uh, quick, ch quick change, change it uh, the, um, on on those tour tournaments. So the P the, the PPA used to they have that pickleball uh, TV channel, but uh, but suddenly they they did have a geo lock now. So you you have to be in U uh, be at having a US VPN or, or, or IP address in order to be to be able to see it. So you can you cannot view it anymore. Just going to their website. So what what I have to do I have, I have to find some cheap VPN and then and then watch watch it and then uh, APPY I I, I have, I'm just hoping they gonna gonna change it next year because they they have it just broadcast at the ESPN Plus app which Canada doesn't ha have it and like a lot of people in US does not have ESPN Plus anyway so. They they're not drawing a lot a, a lot of viewers just by putting on ESPN Plus. They just should have just let let it onto YouTube channel. Yeah, at least until you get viewership up to the point where you can. And with YouTube, the nice thing is you can see how many people are watching it right away. So it's like okay, if it gets to the point where, okay, we're up to the point where we need like a, a better platform. That's when you bump it up onto like a highly developed website to view. But then yeah, I don't know why you would geolock it unless there's something within. Um, 
within the Canada regulations why that's why it's not allowed in there because I know there's some some things with that with different sports channels or even just uh, other channels like HBO Max and stuff like that where in Canada we got to watch that stuff on Crave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably I think it's that's probably why because uh, pickleball TV is from uh, a tennis channel, right? So tennis channels is technically a US channel. So they're there. That's probably why I, I will say that that will be the geo lock. But uh, at the same time, there's there's I not wonder, enough content in order to oh. actually geo lock it. No, yeah, exactly. And I'm wondering if the tennis channel, if it's if someone in Canada has bought that up, whether it's uh, the zone or like TSN or something like that. So so it might be it may probably not obviously not this year but maybe next year will be available through that one of those services i wouldn't be surprised if like the zone or something picks up because they seem to pick up those type of more niche stuff as well aside from soccer and stuff like that so mm -hmm. yeah that could be that could could be the re the reason anyway and then uh yeah well, let's talk talk about that uh, mlp ppa drama <laughs> quick quickly so what what i well, what was that so what happened is um uh actually it's not, that's not good for the sport I, I that's what i think P so ppa asks because what what so let me backtrack what happened is bef there is a tool war between the mlp and P and ppa right so they they're both tour are, are struggling uh and uh, just signing people here and there uh to to kind of uh, play exclusively in mlp or ppa so and then so uh, and then uh, ppa saw that uh, that uh, they're losing way way too much player so that at the end they just reconcile with M M ML mlp saying okay that's okay we'll just play we're gonna just play together again but the problem is that mlp um how, how i guess it the the, the mlp for format or just the whole the whole the whole um the the whole sport industry is not really sustainable if you uh you're they are promising the player a certain amount of, of money that's uh that actually they, they first signed that contract with mlp so now ppa what what they they said uh they're gonna they they're suggesting the players to take a 40 percent cut from their from their salary yeah you hear hear me wait four oh, yeah. zero four yeah, zero I, not 14 I, four I saw zero. that announced and I was just like eesh um I can also probably that can probably be also attributed to um the um I can't remember the guy's name but uh, the owner of the uh Clippers um because he was one of the um the starting founders of MLP mm -hmm. and uh he was probably a big hunk of money that was coming in just out of mm -hmm. his own pocket which now that that's out of there because he stepped down um I'd say that has a bit of an effect on it too, but like, yeah, if you're gonna, you need to go out and get more sponsors. It can't just be pickleball products. You gotta, you gotta go out there and get like, if we want to use uh, CNPL for an example, go out and get like CNPL went out and got Tim's. Exactly. Get, like if you're okay, so if we say, think US, go out and get McDonald's or go out and get um, Starbucks, Duncan, or whatever. Yeah, or Chipotle or some or Subway or whatever. Like any any one of those big chains that are well known in the U.S. Like if you can you can pitch this sport enough, especially with some of the pro levels. Like if you get Tyson McGuffin to go in and do like a commercial, like he's charismatic enough that you're gonna make it work. But they need to get more sponsors than just yeah, just sell Kirk and just Eula and just like yeah, that's not enough. All, all the all those other ones because they're already sponsoring all these players and all these players are getting seen but it's like 
if you don't have one of those big, big companies who don't have anything to do with pickleball aside from promoting themselves within the sport, you're mm -hmm. not going to be able to sustain yourself with funds. It's no different than hockey getting, like now that Tim's is embedded in hockey, but it was no different than hockey getting Tim's or hockey getting like Canadian Tire and stuff like that, right? Or like getting a car, like I know for a while it was like the Hertz car dealer, uh, car rental and stuff. Yeah, like well, they have Hertz and Hyundai, but that that's about it. They yeah. only have like and not, have, and then the like NBA has Kia and stuff like that for cars, yeah. right? So like you go out and you have to get one of those big brand names, and go and get someone who ha who maybe not might not be big enough for like NBA, NFL, NHL, but someone who's still big enough and well known, but can but can go with that a little bit of a smaller budget with something like pickleball, right? So. Yeah, and yeah. then ask, and that that's just a bad publicity thing. Knowing that got they that publicly got asked, um, and honestly, with the players, like, hey, I signed a contract. You stick with you stick. With, like, I know I that, that'd be like that, that'd be like <laughs> yeah. me telling my like for for people who don't know, I I own a couple of subways and I work in the stores and run them. But that'd be like me going up to my staff saying, hey, I'm um we're 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 slow we're slow this week so i'm gonna cut your pay 40 percent, right like, <laughs> I, I think like, people is gonna, gonna, like, like, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm gonna get i'm gonna get called by by workers call pretty quickly with that one right so that makes that, that that's not how business works so um i can see some players might like some of maybe the higher up players who are already kind of well off with lots of sponsorships so maybe like so maybe like the mcguffin the parentos who have like you know they have sketchers they have Selkirk, they have like all these other sponsors. I, I could see maybe some of them agreeing to take a bit of a cut, mm -hmm. right? Because they're probably already have enough money to live on. Because exactly of, with those sponsorship deals, but some of those lower players who are just coming up and manage to get those contracts, like if, even if you take in our Canadians, like the Walker sisters and Hannah Blatt, who saw yeah. the Walker sisters signed with uh, with uh, the PPA and then Blatt signed with uh, MLP. I don't think they're going to want to take a 40% cut. They literally just earned those contracts, right? Exactly. And so like, and yeah, exactly. yeah. So I, I, like that, that's just a, that's just a, a stain on the sport right now. So hopefully they can go out and get some sponsors, make that work out. But I can't foresee all the players agreeing to that. Like, and besides it's a legal document that's been signed by both parties. The mm -hmm. players are the ones who have all the control with that. Right. And then, and then they can, if, if MLP PPA, uh, whatever they want to call themselves now decides not to pay then they can just take them to court especially in the u.s where you can pretty much sue anybody for anything <laughs> exactly I, I agree so i actually it's uh even like even better news uh from from that what happened is some players uh anonymously actually said what what happened is they pressured them to to give them an answer within like two days so and and then almost like how kind of threatened and say if you don't agree now we're going to reduce uh, up to 70 percent of your of your salary or some some something like that so so some some player was pretty mad so they uh, right now they actually building almost like a players union you know in, in, well, in and, order and pickleball does need that if they want to get if they want to become like an actual certified pro sport you need to have a players union you need to have like the epa mlp need to be their thing but then you also have to have a players union that represents it and the only way that that's going to work and um i listen to other podcasts and i agree with crappy like the nba does a very very good job with their players union because you have the stars at the front and center of it yeah, the NHL does a, the NHL does a horrible job with the players union because if you look at the union reps for all the teams it's like the <laughs> third it's like the third and fourth line players who are like you know 
fighting for minutes and fighting for a paycheck, right? It's not like the Connor McDavid's or the Austin Matthews or the Sidney Crosby's on these things, right? Whereas like uh, NBA, it's like Chris Paul, LeBron James, like all these all these big name players who are already making the big bucks, but then they're fighting for their teammates mm-hmm. as well, right? So like if it's not Johns and Waters at front and center of that players union, like yeah, that's not going to make any. Not, any. It, it, it's not, not going to succeed, right? Like, if anything, you want Johns, Waters, McGuffin, Parento, even Newman, get mm-hmm. on there. Like, all, like you want the charismatic and the high level players all on there as like the front runners of it, and then it gives the union some credibility, right? So, yeah, I co- to- totally agree. So hopefully they they're able to generate some something out out of it, uh, but. Uh, I think I, w- I will say that problem is far from over because at the same time, APB also announced they're gonna do a cheap like a MLP format on their uh, uh, on their own. So uh, uh, and they announced it right during like that uh, uh, when uh, PPA announced that uh, minus forty percent pay cut. So I I, I, yeah, I don't know I don't know yeah just the timing wise they're like whoa okay yeah. We'll okay. see though, because if they can, if they can't pay as much, then it's not going to be much of a <clears throat> much of much of a publicity stunt. So, mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, when when we're talking about the ML, MLP, how they're going to make make more money? Obviously, the the one you're talking about uh, having more sponsorship, uh, uh, like other sponsor than than pickleball, is definitely the, the definitely the solution. But however, uh, MLP is actually uh, finding a d- different solution at this uh, for the for the moment. So what what they, they 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 were doing? So there's two things they're doing. First of all, they're actually having a bit a bidding war for all all the 14 teams to be uh to to include like uh to include them in uh, either in the premier or uh, in the um in the challenger league now. So it, uh, last year they so they they backtrack. They this year they announced that the premier and challenger supposed to be merging but now they say they're gonna they, they're gonna still be be back to just premier and challenger but in order to for you to make it to the premier league you have to be certain amount of money in order to make it to the pre, uh, pre premier league level so like okay uh that's in, that's interesting well, so and they're kind of soccer approach to that then yeah exactly so they they backtrack and everything and then pe- people was to say uh were uh were saying also what ha- uh what's gonna do is depending on your um how your team performance will be on your uh on two, 2000 uh at the end of 2024 20, i think the top three or four team from the challenge challenger will be promoted to the uh, to the premiere and then the same the bottom four from from the premier will got brought down to 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 the challenger leagues so any anyway that I, I will say that that's some some sort of give you a little bit of competitiveness because uh right uh, right now at the mlp there's like if you don't you don't make it to the finals or you don't win any championship well i still get my money so i don't i don't have the incentive of playing well yeah. uh, com- compared to what was going now that relegation and and then promotion that is forcing you to stay uh, at a certain level and then uh the second thing they what they're doing is they're doing another actually uh, bidding for uh uh, for drafting players so for round one and two there was, uh, there will be a bidding number so basically like if you want to get ben johns you have to bid the highest so people are saying well 
just seeing what happened for uh, on the last MLP, I just bid one million on 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 Ben Johns. I don't care. I just get one one. I have just now one dollar for the equity for the rest of the players. I don't give a give a crap. I just need to get Ben Johns, right? That's actually interesting because they're kind of doing almost like a combination of fantasy and um and yeah. then um, soccer. Or sorry for our fans in the UK, football and everywhere else in the world. It's only North America where we call it soccer. Um, but because uh, in uh, all over the UK and all over like um, all the other places that play soccer, um, you have tiers of leagues and it, how well your team does moves you up levels and leagues. So like for you to play in the Premier League, you have to wait, you're, you have to get out of your regulated leagues and work your way up to that. So mm-hmm. that seems kind of like what this is like. So basically you have to perform to be able to play at the highest level which I'm totally fine with. That sounds awesome. But yeah, as far as the draft thing goes, that almost sounds like playing fantasy hockey or fantasy basketball. And when yeah. <laughs> and for the number one draft, it's like, okay, I'm going to bid X amount on so-and-so. So that's that actually sounds interesting because then, of course, the team owners, it's kind of whoever has the big bucks might go all in on a few, but then kind of still budget for, okay, if I go Ben Johns, I can budget maybe my second male to be a little bit lower. But then still save a budget to, if not get Waters, maybe get like a Parent or like a Johnson or like an Irving or something like that, right? So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how that goes. That does sound interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. So that's that's how how they're trying to get their e- e- equity right now. So we'll see. We'll see how 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 it develops uh, ne- next year. Oh yeah, the the newcomers uh, next next year, the tennis the tennis folks finally is uh, emerging into to the pickleball scene. So what what we have uh, a couple of a big announcement. Uh, so from the Selkirk team, you have uh, Jack Sock, which is uh, he was the top ten tennis player in 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 the world. That he now retired from tennis. He now uh, Captain Parento now confirms that he will be his uh, main mix uh, partner. And then uh, he, uh, uh, for his uh, male's partner, he's going to play with uh, Colin Shake, uh, which, uh, which is a, a college. Uh, college. Uh, uh, he was a college tennis player from a UNC. Uh, he has a pretty good result this year in uh, in the PPA and M- MLP so far. Um, so that that will be an interesting uh, dynamic to uh, to to be seen. And then um, another big one is Eugenie Bouchard. So the people yeah, the that remember her, oh. here we go, here we go, our Canadian Eugenie Bouchard is actually now uh, will be fi- actually finally uh, playing uh, P- uh, the PPA because uh, during that uh, tour war MBLP and PPA she was signed with PPA and then nothing happened and uh, we're like uh, is she yeah, going to play or. Yeah. Just a while ago, and then yeah, never actually went to a tournament. So that's exactly. It's like, is she playing or not? So now we we got got confirmation that she is playing, and she will be playing with uh, Tyler Loon. So uh, that's going to be a, a pretty interesting that dynamic. And then uh, another less known p- uh, tennis player, uh, players, so U- U.S. tennis players, uh, Donald Young, also is going to going to come come in and play, play at the PPA. He didn't announce uh, who who's going to play 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 with. Um, I'm just saying he he should just play with uh, Sam Curry since 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 you, since Sam Curry didn't make, uh, have any results, so he he, sh- he should be playing <laughs> with Sam Curry. There you go, and that's it. Hopefully, that will change a little bit, uh, stir up a little bit of the uh, the dynamic, may um, and then maybe I'll, I will say they will be a little bit far off uh, challenging Ben and and the, and the Lee, 
but uh, at least stir up a little a, a little bit um, the, the the dynamic will 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 be good than just seeing the same old people all uh, all, all day long. The, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited. Fresh off uh, of the news press, uh, we got new rules at 2024 already. So yes, the uh, USBA uh, 24 uh, 24 rulebook has just been released. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll say two day two days ago. There is a couple of changes, no major changes like uh, compared to last year. So there, uh, I was able to know there's seven seven uh, changes uh, in, in 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 that rulebook. So first of all. Well, that that rule everyone kind of knew because it it, it has it had that make change uh, at the mid uh, mid season um, uh, last year. So there there will be no more incorrect server, incorrect receiver, or in, in uh, incorrect positional er errors anymore. So the referee will be uh, uh, responsible calling you your your incorrect. Uh, your incorrect server move move over, uh, move over, or your incorrect receiver move over. All right, so the I I I actually really encourage that that role because the as, as a referee sometimes like I know your incorrect server or your incorrect receiver or stuff like that, but I can't tell you because I'm I'm, I'm I cannot I, I'm not not that's not supposed to be uh, my my responsibility, and then you lose a point or you lose a serve because of it. But right, right now, like I have to check anyway, like because this this is my response to check. You, are you in, uh, are you the right server or, or right receiver anyway? So if I notice that you're incorrect uh, a server, have me tell. Uh, just let me tell you. I'll tell you. No, you're not the server. Give, give it to your, to your, to a partner. So then that end, end the story and that ends some some of the argument. I, I see there's a lot of our arg, arg, argument sometimes is oh why why I'm not in the incorrect uh, why why do I lose the point I'm I'm the correct server and then you have to go you have to explain you have to go back to your score sheet and stuff like that and then you disrupt the flow of the game because of it and now you just uh, you just like nope you're not you're not the you're not server move over or you're not not the receiver move move, move the other side and then that's it everyone everyone's agree and then keep the play on how how yeah. do you think that no i'm happy with that as someone who actually benefited from that rule a lot because uh, especially when me and irene were advancing very quickly through like the three five category i'd say probably at least once or twice a tournament we'd get one or two points um usually from a team stacking um mm -hmm. where they yep. would either either they would uh serve the wrong one or if we were serving they would be lined up in the wrong way and we'd automatically get a point or we'd automatically get served back in it always felt kind of chintzy getting the point that way yeah um so especially when we were already winning most of the time so like i was like okay i don't really need this kind of give me this this uh mulligan point i'm like we're already winning this i don't need to win that way i already i already don't like winning on like a, say a footfall or stuff like that <laughs> um, but uh so yeah so like so, so i'm totally fine with that um, I, I should tell you what one of my mail uh on on that uh, Cherko tournament one one of the uh, the match point was uh, i i called the footfall on on my, on my opponent <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. yeah so so i what i i want i want the match on calling the footfall on my opponent yeah <laughs> just oh no you know. yeah like i, I like if the ref's calling it and if it's especially blatant i don't have a problem but if it's like something like the like the, just the toe of the foot yeah yeah on the line like i don't Agreed. i don't like i don't like those ones but yeah there, there are ones where yes if it's blatantly 
if it's late and then yeah go ahead but yeah there was there was times where me and irene were serving and we knew the other team was in the wrong position and we just waited for the ref to say yep <laughs> seven just seven five seven five one and then i would just hit it and then i would i wouldn't even try to get the return because i was waiting for the ref to stick their hand up saying point right so it was just like exactly. so it, we, we i was like well i said i said you're all adults i was like it's not my job to fix you like is basically how I looked at it, but I was like, no, if it's now the ref's responsibility, I have no problem with that whatsoever because it also saves me from asking because I know every now and then if it was a wrong rally, I'd forget, and I'd always be like, hey, am I in the right spot? Whereas now you're already telling me. Yeah, so, yeah you waste I, time. I, I'm Sometimes totally you, waste, you waste time having to ask and stuff, and then you you wait, and then the ref checking and stuff like that. It, it, like I said, it disrupts the flow of the game. And right now, it's just like if – Reds could call call it and it's got call it right away. So which which is good. That that's a welcoming change. Uh next one they have uh, we call the uh, draping net. So some some sometimes some some of the net they're not tied uh off uh, from uh off the floor. Sometimes for some reason some some of the net are just basically lying on the on, on the floor, so they're draping on the floor. From the old rule, uh if the ball, let's say, uh hit at that draping net it's going to be like the ref's discretion to call a, re a recall uh, a replay uh, uh, at the point but now it's an automatic replay it, except on the serve obviously right so, because if you just serve it the ball ball hit the net i'm sorry it's either in in the kitchen anyway or it didn't pass uh, beyond the kitchen so right yeah. so so that, that that's a i think that's just just a, a clarification change that's basically it and it just and it take and it takes the onus off the ref to have to make that judgment call like yes it landed mm -hmm. there and this is very similar for uh those of us who play with like the uh the portable nets that have the bar going mm -hmm, across exactly the same thing with the ball hitting the top, top net falling down and hitting that bar instantly instant re replay of the rally so i'm totally yeah i'm totally fine with that i have played on a few nets where the nets are getting low but all they're drooping on the floor and and you've seen you've seen me run in and dive for a ball that hits the net yep definitely right? so i was like i was like okay no i'll take the rerun because i'm pretty sure i could have been able to get to that if the ball actually <laughs> bounced instead of dying on the net so yeah it yeah. also saves me from having to dive as well so. <laughs> dive into it I, yeah. I i got an i got enough scraped up knees and elbows from doing that already. <laughs> you're, you're too hardcore that's all i'm not i, yeah. I, I usually don't dive for the ball <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm a serious player but I, I i don't kill myself unfortunately yeah that that's the basketball and uh and baseball softball part coming back into <laughs> where you're diving to save those loose balls or foul balls and stuff so I can't turn that part of my brain off. <laughs> nice. So that yeah, that that's a good change. And then uh, another uh, interesting change, actually, this one is uh, they actually so for catch or um, carry ball on the uh, on the paddle. For people that doesn't know what carry means, so carry carry the ball is like when you actually kind kind of like grabbing the ball and then propose it. Uh, pose uh propulsing back uh forward right so you're not just hitting if one contact you're just like you're kind of like holding the ball with a multiple second and then uh throw throw it over what usually what ha usually happen is uh uh like you're uh, you're reacting to to a to a shot or some something i i'm seeing andrew is trying to uh to show I'm, I'm, for those of you watching uh Watching on YouTube, I can do a quick demo here because I got a paddle. Yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Our nice Anivia uh, G3 Pro. Um, so basically, yeah. So if you're returning the ball, and most of the time the ball's going to come off the paddle like that, but if the ball kind of rolls and then you release it, that's what Victor's referring to with that. 
So that nor normally that would be discretion. Like if it was just a if your hand is in complete movement, we're just saying, okay, that's accidental. Whereas now that's now gonna be completely dead. Exactly. Now now it's just completely is an automatic fault. There's no discretion, there's no subjectivity. That's a fault of the automatically. So yeah, like that, uh, that also takes the onus off the ref. Now it's just no, it's black and it's a black and white call. It's no longer a discretion call, it's clearly a carry. So Exactly yeah, because I, I, I like that too. It's it, like I said. It's, it, uh, these last, these, this one, and the previous two rules are taking that guessing out of the refs' hands, and now it's just a black and white rule. So it, it makes it easier for the refs, and it's less stress. So. Yeah, definitely. Because sometimes they're like, okay, that carry is it one motion? Is it two motion? Man, sometimes you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm watching the non-volleys online, or I'm watching where the ball is. I, I, I. I've no 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 and sometimes it's way too fast. You you don't know what's going what, what's going on. Is it one motion? I know there's a carry, but I don't know is it one motion or or is it deliberate? So it, it was a little a little bit confusing uh the determining before. So right now just say, well, it's a fault, it's a fault. That's it. End of end, end of the story. Um what what else? And uh the fourth one is a little bit weird. They, they actually say con conceding a rally. So what well what well, well it is is uh, let's say uh, there is a, a line judge, okay? So uh, a, li a line judge called call the ball out, and then you say you saw uh, you actually saw the ball in, and you say no, the ball the the ball was in, okay? So usually what happened if the line judge uh, you, you overrule the line judge, it well and and usually what happened is gonna be a replay the point. But now you can say, well, I'm not gonna be, uh, I, I'm not reaching for the ball any uh, for for that ball anyway. Uh, I'm just gonna concede the point uh anyway so that's a little bit weird as like i don't think a lot of people will do that anyway i don't like, i don't think a lot of people are gonna do that if anything it's gonna be the opposite where they're calling it out and the line judge is calling it in like um i know i've had a few points where i would have uh, a few calls where i would have loved to have a line judge because they're calling the ball out and it's like two feet in <laughs> I, I i don't foresee like you you'd have to have someone where it's like now i could probably see myself doing this but it would have to be really really Blatantly for me, and then the and the line judge would have to, for some reason, just not have been paying attention properly. I was mm -hmm. like, unless unless it's like, because if it's one of those ones where I'm looking at, I'm like, I don't know, that could have been in or out. I'm gonna defer to the line judge if there is a line judge mm -hmm. for that. Because normally, I know what they say is like, if you're not sure, then it's in. But if there's a line judge calling it out, I'm like, okay, well, he had a better, he or she had a better view of it than I did. Because I'm trying to, you know, snap, snap, snap my neck over and react to it, whereas they're literally staring right down the line. So I don't foresee this happening that much. If it does, hey, props to the player who does concede the point because that's like super good sportsmanship. Mm -hmm, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I like. I I like the rule being in there, but I don't foresee it being used very much. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I agree. Yeah, it's good to have it, but. I really doubt <laughs> people uh, people will do that. And then what else? Uh, okay, so fifth fifth one that that's a important one for PP uh, for some some people. Uh, actually, for me, sometimes important. So medical medical timeout. So uh, what what used to to happen? You you call medical timeouts. Fifteen. You have fifteen minutes, and after fifteen minutes, if you can be you cannot uh, play or be able to play after fifteen minutes, usually it should be a retirement. Okay, but now you can still use your remaining timeout to just 
uh, uh, so let's say you still have two timeout, two regular timeouts. So you can call your your two two regular timeouts and hope for you a you'll be able to play after the uh, after that that uh, uh, additional timeout that you uh, that that you have. So which is uh, which is uh, some sometimes sometimes you just need that minutes right, and and then you're good. You'll you'll try try again. This might not be for the ladies, might not get this, but if us guys eat one of those balls between the legs, you might need that extra two. That's the cover. Oh, yeah. I, I, definitely, <laughs> I can definitely feel that. Yeah. And then uh, there's one uh, one more change also on the med medical timeout. So uh, for a lot of people that doesn't know that, but uh, apparently, like, so what happened you, uh, before? So let's say I call a med medical timeout. They have to guess uh, summon a medical staff to to evaluate you, right? But let's say the uh, the medical staff ha hasn't arrived. It's just like you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting hasn't arrived, and then it's like, oh, I'm feeling better. Okay, I don't need that medical timeout anymore. So what happened before is that medical that medical the time timeout is not uh, not being uh, uh, calculated. It's just going to be a refer becomes a referee timeout, and then just ca yeah, carry on. A lot of people are saying. Well, like people can use that as a, 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 a as a leeway to take a uh, take a timeout, and then because you're not charged for that med med uh, calling that med medical timeout all the time. So what happened right now is if you do call medical timeout and then you resign that medical timeout before uh, the medical staff arrive, you still get charged for that medical timeout. So question, Dave, I don't know if it goes into detail in the rule book, but say if because medical timeouts what fifteen minutes? Yes. So say, for example, say I go down, call a medical timeout, but I'm able to get myself back up and moving in, like, say, five minutes type of thing before the medical staff gets there. Do I lose the entire 15 or do I just lose five and still have 10 safe? I re-aggravate, say. No, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't have safe. You, you, you lose you, all of them. Just the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that would go in. It probably has that somewhere in the sub, in like, you know, the sub fine print, but. Okay. No. So, so, uh, so, what happened? Usually, so for, to explain medical timeout, yes, you're entitled to that 15 minutes. But let's say after 10 minutes, uh, after like let's say, uh, your treatment and everything, you say you I'm ready to play. You don't get that uh, five minute uh, extra bank uh, uh, minutes. You okay. you lose you lose it. You don't you don't get get it back. So yeah. So realistically, if you call a medical timeout, even if you're feeling better after 10 minutes, you might as well take the other five and keep yeah. your and hydrate exactly. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, just use your full fifteen minutes. Uh, yeah. that that'll be that'll be my call. And then uh, they have a little, little little bit of clarification about paddle specs. Uh, just making sure that saying okay, you are not make, making uh, alteration beyond limit. You don't yeah you you don't uh, paddle should not be greedy be beyond limit. But that's a little bit difficult for uh, especially the tournaments in Canada, you know, to, to enforce that because you don't you, you cannot send this to the lab like like PPA they they have a lot they they have a lab or a technician they get on site to test all the paddle and they certify all the paddle for play. I'm not foreseeing any of our our tournament doing that. Well, hey Victor, if you want to make some more money, I know you got some of that equipment already. You should just. <laughs> Up your service, call call CNPL, you call UE up and call the CPA up and say, Hey, do you guys need a protester on site? <laughs> yeah, I so can't UE, do, if you're I, watching I can't do that. if you're watching, Victor's available. 
Yeah, I'm I'm available to do that definitely. But yeah, that's they they that, so basically the rule just included uh, sometimes some tournament will require you to have a certificate certification to play. Basically, uh, that that that's how that's uh, what what it means. And uh, last last one um, is the now mini single. So skinny single is now considered as a approved format compared to before it was just like a on the side format not not there's nothing concrete now is official for, format uh, for tournament play so yeah. uh, but we we anyway a lot uh, we know that a lot of uh, tournaments now do do that anyway so it's yeah, not Park, yeah parkland did it this year at uh yeah that's at, correct at their season opener stuff um yeah i'm fine that's uh, for me that's more so and not to be ageist but that's more so for the older group I personally prefer regular singles <laughs> because the whole point of regular singles is making your opponent move side to side. And when, because like I've, I played, because uh, Irene played in that, I didn't play in the skinny singles uh, because I wasn't able to get into it quick enough. But as I was practicing with Irene for her practicing for it, I was like, I don't have to move. Like, so she's, she's, she's like, she's, and because of me, because I'm, you know, I'm six foot with like a six foot two wingspan. Yeah, you have so, a wingspan. Yeah, I don't, right? I got a six foot three wingspan on me, right? With, and then you add my paddle to it, and I can switch hands. Um, so like Irene's hitting the ball, and I'm like, okay, lean, smack it back over, lean, smack it back over. Like, unless you're hitting that angle perfect, I didn't really have to move that much with it. Exactly. So, for, and like, but like, and but I watched a lot of the skinny singles at that tournament, and they, a lot of them were exciting to watch, but not nearly as exciting as like watching regular singles is. So I can see this if you're doing like, say like a 50 plus tournament or even like, a, I know um, BC always puts on like a 60 plus tournament and yeah. stuff like that, or at least, a, at least a tournament where that's like the main draw is the, is the 55, 60, 60 plus category. I can see this getting really big with that, but I don't foresee it say for like provincials. I don't foresee this going in over singles. Because you're not no, gonna have, unless you're adding another day, which is already hard enough for um I'm, I'm gonna say for all the provinces for provincials to get enough courts to run run these provincials, let alone add another day for skinny singles. So yeah, I agree. Uh, so but it's nice that it's a, it's nice that it's approved, but like like I said, I can see this being more so for like the more advanced stage players. Mm -hmm. Com uh, I agree, but yeah, so at least at least we know it's a uh, it's a approved format now. All right, so a little bit uh, new equipment corner. Uh, we, we're winding down actually from uh, an end of the year that, uh, right now. So uh, there's not much big one that came came out. So, so uh, Vatic uh, came came out with a Vatic Prince V7 LH. Uh, what what does it mean? It's just long handle. So the long handle is very close to a six inch uh, handle. Um, I don't think it's something special. So if you have a Vatic Prince already, just don't buy it. I don't think it's worth it to buy it unless you're a tennis player like me, which I use that Oya Phantom with a six, seven inch handle. Uh, but other than that, no, nah, I don't. I don't think it's worth buying it. Uh, there's one is very using that. <laughs> what you say? Sorry, even for annoying when you were using that battle. <laughs> me, me annoy. Yeah, uh, Jorge, is always telling me, "Oh my god, he's bringing his base baseball bat now." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, anyway, uh, we'll talk about that later. So and then um, the uh, uh, there's another company that came out actually uh, was uh, I think John McEnroe and then there is Drew Brees that's endorsing it. It's uh, called uh, Oil. 
so basically, it's a quiet. They, uh, USPA they, they just uh, did a we call a quiet paddle uh, paddle list category, and that one fits in into that category. And basically, it's almost like a foam uh, fabric um, uh, type of of paddle. So it's supposed to really uh, be. Like when you hit the balls, uh, uh, much quiet than compared to other other paddles. So, um, but it's not tournament play. So, uh, so a lot of people uh, was uh, uh, in in one of the Discord groups uh, were saying, well, if it's not a USAP approved uh, for tournament play, why am I buying this? Right. So, think, like, yeah, we we kind of yeah we kind of brought this up because it just got announced on the last podcast, but we didn't have a lot of information on it. But yeah, I can see this being for like purely rec players. Especially mm. those who live in more of like a suburb uh, in more of like a suburban area. So, like for example, like the Saint Albert Club. Oh yeah, that's the, the, I could the see Alpine that. Courts. Aye, yeah, aye, aye. I, I could I could see that for those of for the players who don't go to tournaments using this because then you know you're because there's always those complaints about pickleball is too loud. Like we have the windbreaker and that stuff, which do quiet the sound a little bit. But then if you can add this paddle into it, and if it does actually play decently well. I can see you going over. However, the price tag for it is a bit much for what would be a rec paddle. Oh yeah, it's like two hundred plus uh, U.S. dollars. Yeah, I'm, like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. So, I'm not buying so this. J- just to do another uh, shameless plug, <laughs> it's more than this paddle, and this is a pro-rated paddle. For those of you who are what who aren't watching, I'm holding up uh, my uh, Voltex G3 Pro again. <laughs> the Owl paddle, which is not approved for tournaments, is more expensive than this one. Exactly. So, yeah. so like, so, yeah. I, uh, so it, if so it was for me, I would buy this like a uh, uh, approved paddle that 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 you have, rather than okay, a quiet paddle that I'm not never gonna use. <laughs> yeah. Right. So like like I said, for pure rec, like if you're playing just for pure rec fun and you don't want to go to tournaments, like for me, then yeah, you can buy a lower level paddle, like you know, like the eighty nine dollar ones or whatever. It's not that big of a deal um because you're not too you're not worried too much you're doing it for more of the social the exercise yes you're still maybe playing hard and want to win but you're not worried about the high level competition part of it so like i don't understand the point of playing paying that much money for what would basically be a rec paddle mm-hmm. yeah that, so, so, the, that so, that, so that's my kind of question on that line. now if they can get it approved for tournament play eventually then i can see paying that much for it um, you could even do like a quiet tournament, like a midnight tournament or something like that. <laughs> quiet just, tournament. Just, just, just as some type of you know publicity, uh, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, but I, um, but yeah, yeah that's that's the only problem with that is the price tag on it is way too expensive for basically what's going to be a wreck battle. Mm-hmm. Agree, completely agree. Because no, uh, personally, I I'm not going to buy that paddle because I'm not going to use it. And then a couple of new ones, uh, Electrum came came in with a, a new paddle finally. Uh, uh so uh because uh this year they just have the electrum 2 and then just being quiet for for a long time and then now they have the pro stealth so what is the pro stealth is basically basically uh edgeless paddle another uh so the uh, another edgeless paddle now and but the uh the particularity of this paddle is it has a very low swing weight, so they have to swing at uh, ninety-seven. For people that that uh, that just to, for ref- reference, uh, how how uh, how swing weight works. So around one hundred and ten, that's usually what you want to have uh, as a uh, as a re- regular paddle. So that be- means that it's still maneuverable enough, but you're still able able to to hit through uh, 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 quickly. When it's beyond 120, means it's uh, too sometimes too heavy. But uh, like for tennis player like me or bangers like like me, that's what uh, what 
what you want because swing weight what it means is how how many force you need to uh, apply in order to swing that paddle right so the the lower the swing weight means the less effort you need you need to to uh, swing that swing that paddle so uh, i will say for for example is people that has like legacy the legacy pro has 120 swing uh, swing rate yeah. and then you if you bring to uh some some other other path uh, lower weight pa paddle like uh, a Vatic or I will talk talk about like the Yola Scorpius. We're now into 100, 110 or even lower uh, radius. So this one being at 90, 97 beats is uh, a very quick paddle. Uh, so that that makes it very, very interesting. Um, and then an another one that makes a lot of buzz right now is the uh, 60 uh, Ruby. So uh, uh, this is uh, the six year ruby is a, is a actually a red paddle. Uh, they're, they're a little bit unconventional compared to, to our uh, usual black uh, uh, black paddle. So this paddle is actually using Kevlar surface uh, surfaces, like full Kevlar surfaces. Like uh, if some people was uh, thinking, well, this Kevlar has been already using pickleball, right? Yes, like Pro Drive has been using uh, Kevlar, but they use it in in um, uh, in, in the inside, so in, inside the honeycomb, instead of using on the surface of, of the paddle, and then you have the pickleball apes with the pro line energy, which is that they you they they are using uh, Kevlar and like a mix of clear Kevlar and carbon fiber. This one is using pure Kevlar. So people that's thinking about okay, what what what's good with, with Kevlar? So Kevlar is a very uh, good impact resistance material uh, has a very long, uh, good wear re resistance, and in theory, is more durable. So, people, uh, so what what they they are uh, trying trying to uh, market that paddle is be being uh, uh, more durable on the grit, try and also be uh, because it has a more more impact resistance. It should be also slightly more powerful uh, when when you hit hitting it. A uh, couple new review has came out actually that uh, unfortunately does not actually make a big difference compared to a car uh, carbon fiber. It's, uh, uh, it has a very uh, just a slot, tiny bit of difference, tiny bit more more power, um, grit resistance. We don't know because it just came out right, so people yeah, there's not enough uh, long term long term uh, uh, result coming coming in first. But uh, that so but and that paddle is priced about two hundred bucks too. So not, so, not not bad for a new 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 paddle but the people that has like uh i i have a, a six zero double black diamond i'm not gonna buy, buy this paddle right i because oh, no. yeah. it's the same it's, it basically is the same shape maybe uh, has a tiny bit more swing weight that's it it's basically the same 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 paddle so there's it's not justifiable enough to yeah. uh to to buy buy it unless you say i don't have that uh uh any kind of those paddle i want a, uh, I want a new paddle has in the latest technology yes go for it but other than that if you have yeah. a good yeah, gen exactly. 2 like gen a uh, good gen 2 paddle i don't think you it's worth it yet yeah and uh, and like like you said because it's brand new we can't really prove the longer grit longevity with it um and then to throw this out there for people who are wondering why Kevlar sounds so, so familiar, it's one of the materials used in some types of bulletproof vests. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hence why the better durability and possibly a little bit more power, but definitely for longevity. But um, 
so yeah so i'd be interested to see what the results are say like someone buys this say tomorrow what it's hitting like and what the grits like say come summertime Mm -hmm. i mean especially if it's someone who's playing like two like three or four times a week so because if you can prove that if you can prove that hey you can buy this pal and this pal's even if you go to tournaments this is going to last you like grit wise for like two years then i can see people clamoring to go grab it and then kevlar will be the next kind of blow up thing as like what rock carbon was so yeah, but I I don't foresee for the moment. I think it's just more gimmick than than than, than new 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 things at, at this point. And then uh, we could just go quick quick quickly about uh, I I think Andrew everyone that does experience that like why do you change paddle like like if you if you <laughs> right so for people like I, that I did I did tease Victor about this because when we played when we played him over that week and he brought like three paddles to the court with him so actually I, I brought I brought four. Brought four. Oh, sorry four yeah that's right he looked like he was unfolding a deck of cards in front of me basically <laughs> well in the summer I brought three but then now I upgraded for four so I'll just make making making fun uh, uh actually fun of one uh, one guy he said oh you bring a new paddle this year I was like yeah every year I just gotta bring an additional paddle paddle in 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 uh in, in, into the court every time so uh but okay so why why do, do I bring bring that much paddle for uh, on the court and like especially in a tournament like a lot like you look at the pros and stuff they don't do that and but uh, why 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 do i do that i come from a very a tennis background right so a ten, in a tennis background we uh it just ha- you see a lot of players in 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 middle of match go get a new new new, new racket like you look at the racket there's nothing going on like strings everything is good why don't he go go grab grab that uh, new racket so I, I do a little bit the same 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 thing for for pickleball. So what ha- what happened is uh, there's a uh, couple of reasons. First reason is uh, a mental reset. Sometimes like you're just losing, you're just losing, you're popping the ball, you're you're hitting the ball out. It's just want to have a mental reset. I, I okay, I need just a little 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 minute, but I don't want to take a timeout. So I will need a little t- limit. Uh, a little min- minute or second, I go 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 grab a new a new paddle. No reps gonna tell 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 you. Oh no, you can't do that. It's not in the rule book. So so you get so you can go 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 get get a new yeah, a new paddle. Just a mental reset. Another thing that why 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 I do that is because I always have a uh, uh, different paddles uh, also that I bring to my arsenal. So I have a a, a red uh go-to paddles that that's what we call it. that's the one that i always use and then i have a power paddle and then i have a con- a control paddle so how why why i don't ha- have this is because on on different there's a different situation so if you're playing outdoors you all everyone knows there's wind there's sun there's all 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 all, all that all, all that uh, changing in the environment that uh, that can affect uh, the game let's say i'm against the wind so you want a more powerful paddle now because if you, uh, you, you if your paddle is hitting you're hitting the balls like going very beyond your uh, uh beyond the non volley zone line uh, because probably your uh, that that wind is pretty uh, pretty strong so you want you want something stronger uh, a stronger paddle to plow, plow through it or opposite you're you're now with the wind well your ball is sailing long all the time then you want the, uh, a paddle is a more a control paddle in, in order to con- uh, control a ball back to that that uh, non non volley zone line right so that's uh, how 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 I how I do it and the third thing is 
unfortunately sorry andrew is to mess your opponent up right so so why why i say yeah i've been doing that so what why i say that is because your opponent is used to the same ball coming in at you right like after a few points they're used to the same ball come like same speed or the way that you're hitting and suddenly you throw another paddle that that battle suddenly go more pop or less pop and then you just throw your opponent up okay what's going on why why that ball is going on and that that's sometimes enough to win you a couple of points and even just the visual of the paddle because like your one paddle there was like pure white so like i'm play <laughs> i'm playing victor midway through the match and once again i'll do a shameless plug here his paddle's black like the voltex g3 pro here and then he goes halfway through the match and goes over and grabs a paddle that's pure white so I'm used to seeing this yellow ball bounce off of this black surface, and then all of a sudden now it's bouncing off a white. And for those of you who don't play like high-level competitive, that does alter the perception of the ball, at least for the first couple of rallies that you play against that. So it does do mind games like against really good players. It only maybe do it for one or two rallies, and then they've readjusted their their eyesight for it. But it's no different like if you're playing at a place where, say, there's a blue backdrop on the wall. And then when you switch sides, the wall you're hitting to is now white. Yeah. It that... takes a second to pick up that yellow ball or the orange ball if you're playing indoors or whichever color you happen to be using. It takes a second for your eyes to adjust for the difference, the difference in the lighting of it, right? So um, color-wise of the paddle also has an effect. And like I said, I, when Victor did that to me, it took me two or three hits to start seeing that ball come off the paddle the same way, even though, like, even though I know I noticed everything else he was doing, I was like, "Okay, one sec, readjust, readjust, readjust," and okay, now I'm good, right? Type of thing. So I do see, I do see the strategic part in that as well. Exactly. So that's that's how 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 that's why I brought that that much pa pa paddle, and that's why I'm getting so much paddle in my in my back right now <laughs> so they like they next year i don't know how much paddle uh you determine i bring on the courts you need to have to do next year yeah <laughs> we'll see so another sponsorship announcement so pickleball canada got uh, got sponsored by the hewer candy um I've had a few of their packets before. You can usually see them um, in like Costco or at a lot of times at a gas station, like an Esso or a Shell. Um, a lot of times it's like uh, they have a bunch of different types, but like, you know, the usual, like the Coca-Cola candies mm -hmm. or like yep. uh, um, things like that. So, hey, just another another sponsor, which is always good to see for Pickleball. More money coming into Pickleball just means more more advantages for all of us. Um, and is all... Yeah, I, I like that because on, at the same time, like like we just said, we need something else just just pickleball, right? And exactly. So, yeah. So like, as much as we would like to say, oh yeah, Selkirk's sponsoring Canada, Eula's sponsoring pickleball Canada, um, um, Anivia sponsoring pickleball Canada. That's all awesome, but there are they're already in pickleball. They're already in the sport. So having like say Tim's with the CPA Pro Tour, having Hewer Candy with that, having even Healy Medical Tape, even though that's a sports related thing for the CPA Pro Tour. They're not just in pickleball; they're in all the other sports, right? So, exactly. ha having um, a food, uh, a candy supplier is awesome. Victor, you might be a little torn with this because I don't know if <laughs> you think uh, candy is probably your your most favorite thing at all times, and also probably an enemy because you probably get annoyed when you see clients come in, but then you're also happy because candy's causing them to come in. Exactly. Well, well, you need them to eat candy to cause cavity, right? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? Yeah, just just think about like in the dental office, usually, uh, especially Halloween. Uh, I was just making that joke. Just uh, what what we what we do usually, you say, okay, in Halloween, you're gonna give the stickiest and the sweetest candy at Halloween. So you got and then you throw uh, you give to the kids and then you throw your your uh, business card in there at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's it's like yeah. So your your Halloween is like Chris for you is like Christmas for me as a restaurant owner. I do like gift card deals, and that way I see them in January. You're seeing <laughs> you're seeing them in November and December, just before Christmas. So exactly. <laughs>
exactly <laughs> so so yeah I, I don't know why what it did that so but uh, any anyway at, at least they, they they're trying trying something new trying some 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 something uh, uh people maybe get get some young people into in, interest uh, for the, yeah. for for the game hopefully because uh yeah i don't i'm, I'm just known for seeing oh uh L more older generation people playing those games yeah exactly and if you can get it into the gaming gaming world and like especially with nintendo switch especially if they made it where it's motion because nintendo switch does have that ability if you're swinging actually with with the paddle mm -hmm. uh, kind of like how uh, like if you if for those of you who i'm not i think i'm dating myself here but like the original nintendo wii where you would play tennis or even yep. the ping pong game you where you swang the remote nintendo switch does have that ability to do that so i'd be interested to see how that works then the other one is pickleball vr which is on the meta quest um i do have a meta quest uh vr so i'm probably gonna purchase this game just to see what it's like i think it's sitting around 30 bucks which is a little pricey for a vr game hmm. but um if they do a good job because there are some very good um ping pong uh vr games that are out there there's some decent tennis ones mm -hmm. um it all depends on how they get the physics of the ball because realistically dinking and stuff is um as long as the physics of the ball um are are done well you can do dinking you can do speed ups and stuff because it's all motion control and stuff with vr right so yeah i agree like, i know when i played the ping pong games um i can do like a slice shot and spin the ball i can do a snake shot from under the table have the ball fly up and it bounce off the table properly just like real physics so and That's they'll nice. probably and they'll probably have both options where they do more arcade style where literally you just swing and you mm -hmm. kind of hit the ball, whatever, and then you can turn on real physics. That's what most, even like ping pong games and tennis games have that where they make it more easy friendly. But for those who want a little bit more of a challenge and they want to be able to put a slice on the ball or a spin on the ball, they have like the real physics put into it. So um, I'll, take a, I'll take a look at it. Um, who knows? Like, so Victor, you'll probably grab the PPA game. Yeah, I'll, we'll, I'll grab the PPA game when it comes out. Probably next we'll, year. I maybe think. we'll record ourselves playing these and then uh, put them up on our <laughs> put them up on the channels and uh, so we can give a proper review. The nice thing is, I know with the VR, I already know how to record stuff with the VR, so I'll, I might do that, and then you'll actually see through as if you're looking at, through my eyes on how to play it. So nice. We'll that'll definitely be, give that. That'll we'll be interesting. A look, yeah. That would be great. So well, we'll we'll keep you keep you all posted when we we'll got the, those games. Uh, CPP is still uh, signing some new uh, new new members. We have uh, Matthew Kawamoto that's got signed, Christina Christina Chin, and then Howdold uh, Told also got, got got signed. So now we have seven people that's uh, full, fully committed. So which is good. I think uh, we're get, they're they're actually get getting along, but um, just waiting for more information because like just players does not give us more information right no yeah and well they're doing it very similar to how the cnpl did it when they first announced they did the players like one one a week once mm -hmm. they got all the once they got all the players announced then they went into kind of their full spiel so i uh totally agree with all these signings i've watched all these players play uh, if you're talking yeah. about for uh, yeah, no they're all legit players definitely all, all legit players like matthew Quanamoto played on the um the Toronto uh, United team that won the CNPL. Mm -hmm. um, yes. He, and, and if you want to see very good highlights, go to that championship match where it was the men playing. He literally goes into like God mode. 
Mm. And that, like, <laughs> yeah. he was he was starting speed ups and just returning everything. Um, um, as as far as I know, I don't know if it's still true, but at the start of the CNPL season, he actually has the highest duper rating in Canada. Oh wow! For, okay. for any for any Canadian player, he was out for a year because he actually gave himself whiplash playing pickleball. He tried to mm, make, yes, make I heard that. Stu- yeah, he made dodged a, a speed up. And actually mm-hmm. gave himself whiplash. And you actually um in the one and in, in the Western split, he actually had to sit out one game because he had some of those concussion protocols come back. And then yes. when he played in when he played in championship weekend, he was wearing a hat and full like shaded glasses to deal with it. Christina mm-hmm. Chin is legit. She won gold with um Kim Late at Nationals. Yep. Uh she also her and her uh male partner got bronze and then silver in uh the mixed open. Mm-hmm. So uh fully legit player there, also very, very charismatic. So that's a really good um yes. personality to get. Yeah, she's side. on she's on Instagram a lot uh, as uh, pickleball on ice. If uh, people want want to to follow follow her, shout shall yeah. out to her too. Yeah, so pickleball on ice, and she also has her personal one, just C Chin. And then she's also the social media manager for high sports. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's true. For Ontario is that's a club in Ontario, yeah, right? That's a very, very Big club in Ontario, and they're also um, one of the main sponsors of the uh, CPA uh, Pro Tour. So, mm, nice. um, and then of course Hatto, uh, former uh, vice president of pickleball Alberta, also played um, insanely well. He was on the uh, the runner-up team in the CNPL with uh, Joel on the West Coast Wolverines, and just an amazing, an amazing player uh, to watch as well. So all of the signings so far for the CPA have been legit, legit players. Mm-hmm. Um, this, um, basically, it's the, the top of the cream of the crop in Canada so far. So I'm interested to see who else they get to round out those 24. I'm interested to see actually if um, either of the Walker sisters or Hannah Blatt get signed to this, because I don't know with their commitment to the um, to the MLP and the PPI, I don't know if they'll be able to come up for that. I know as far as I know, Hannah Blatt is coming back for the CNPL, but okay. that's a little bit easier to schedule around. Um, so I don't know if she'd be able to pull off both in Canada and then also do tours in the States. But yeah. she might, just time-wise, she might have to pick between the two. Yeah, that's going to be in, in, in interesting. But uh, I, I will say it depends on the same thing. Are you able to guarantee any price money or stuff like that if you're able to guarantee price money on them obviously they will choose canada over 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 state but if not and when when with tim horton sponsoring now they should have lots of prize money yeah i know i know (laughs) hopefully and i know they also on their website they announced that so for the first year you have the 20 the 24 like confirmed and then the top eight get guaranteed sponsorships and stuff like so once the year is finished you have like your top eight like ranking those top eight get guaranteed sponsorships and guaranteed money and stuff like that for following year and stuff so there is some stuff on the line for that there is prize money for every tournament i don't know if they've announced how much for each for each Mm -hmm. event but um that'll probably come out later but yeah so like Basically, for like for the, for any of them, um, and I know like uh, Christina's with Selkirk, Adams with Selkirk. I don't remember who who Matthew's with. Uh, Matthew is uh, engaged. Engaged. Okay, yeah. So and um, and then if we look, Chapman's with Selkirk, um, Layton's with Selkirk, um, and I can't remember um, the other lady who she's with. I want to say she's. Uh, are you talking about Alex? Alex yeah. 
no, 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 no. Uh, the other um the one i can never pronounce her last her last name uh maria oh maria uh, yeah. i don't remember any uh proton is it proton it might be proton yeah actually yeah, yeah which is which is about which uh, one of the walker sisters assigned to as well so but yeah mm -hmm. so there's gonna be big sponsorship opportunities whether it's with the paddle companies they're already with or with some of the sponsors who knows you might see them what if it goes really well you might see one of them maybe like a tim's commercial or something which would be amazing uh hopefully but, tim tim's is gonna sponsor me right i have a tim's cup <laughs> exactly right yeah <laughs> anyway we'll see i like Jeff, that right yeah, exactly. Uh, news also on the NAPP. They have a couple of uh, new signing. You have uh, Ali. Uh, um, the I don't know how how do I put, pronounce her last name? Oh, yeah. uh, Kost Kostniuk. Yeah. And then you have uh, Brendan Lane, and then you have uh, Gloka uh, Golden Lane also. Uh, so far, they have nineteen player that's uh, com committed so far, and then uh, Jorge also confirmed with me they will have a new tournament bit uh, February. So we'll we'll oh, see yeah. how 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 it how, how it. Uh, uh, uh pans out but uh obviously but again, uh, more pro tournaments is better than none right oh absolutely absolutely and hopefully they can get some uh visual on it right whether they're just showing it on youtube or whatever but if they can get some eyes on it that would help yeah. immensely because right now like lululemon's great and all but if it's just lululemon you're gonna run out of money Mm, exactly and they should I, I think they should just broadcast like a little bit like a little bit like then cnpl broadcast it on youtube just yeah just, just yeah just go you just go youtube like it's one it's free to, mm -hmm. to, to live broadcast on youtube um it's one of the quickest ways to get eyes on you just from like people searching uh pickleball and stuff it's one of the if you start getting views and likes on it you'll jump right to the top of the algorithm exactly like that so um the what like and like we said kind of last time when we covered NAPP, their biggest crutch now, now that they're competing with the CNPL and the CPA Pro Tour, is they're not getting a lot of Canadian players. Yeah, most, exactly. Exactly. Most of the player, most of the players signed are U.S. or other or other players from other countries who are playing in the U.S. Mm -hmm. But so, I got yeah. you've already you've already lost the number one male player in uh in Canada, or the two i would say the top well, two yeah, male players the top in, Canada, two in, in brad and matthew mm -hmm. right Hado's right up there as well if you want to do just for how um nationals went christina and kim are probably if not the top two within the top five females in canada so you're you've already lost some of the high high level players to the cpa pro tour and the cnpl so if they eat but it but hey if they can get some us and some other ones up i don't care as long as there's games being played and as long as they're doing a good job broadcasting it more like we said more eyes on pickleball the better because it just it brings in more money the more sponsorships you can get the more companies start, start to become aware of pickleball it's no uh, make it no longer like a niche niche sport but even if you get it from niche niche to just kind of niche then you mm -hmm. can get more get more eyes on it so Thing. we'll finish off with just a quick lightning round of kind of like our wish list for next year um mm -hmm. me i had one thing that i that uh, even if the cmpl doesn't do this i thought this was really neat um have you watched any of like the tuesday night pickleball on the dink um oh yeah i, I watch uh, all of them i watch yeah. all of them i know so, so for those of you who don't watch if you go to the dink youtube channel um aside from the dink podcast which they have they also have Tuesday Night Pickleball, which is um, shot down in Arizona at the Orchard Club. Um, and actually, the two Walker sisters from Canada play in that. Um, but one of the things I really, really like that they do in this, which I think the CNL, CNPL could 
at least sort of take um, is their challenge system on line calls. Oh, that that chick, chicken tossing where they toss oh, yeah. the chicken. Yeah, I love I love that. Um, so so what happens is they have they have multiple camera angles there. So they have a camera that's right on the baseline. They have cameras right on the sidelines. But what it is is if say a player calls the ball out. And then the other team challenges it, and the ref didn't see it, and they still disagree with the call. The one of the players on the bench can toss a chicken into the thing, and they will actually go to a video replay, mm-hmm. right? And they're and they're like zoomed in on it, and it just makes one. It adds a little bit more credibility because you yeah. have that instant replay. But the other thing is, it's just a kind of a fun thing, and then you have like the live audience members are even saying, "That's in, that's yeah. out." Like it, exactly. it, it, it yeah. creates atmosphere so nice. Yeah, it, it creates that fan engagement, right? So, like, like even if it's, it doesn't have to be a chicken, but I would love to see something of this kind of nature in the CMP. It doesn't have to be on the CPA Pro Tour or anything like that, because that's, it, I, I like this better in like the team format where, and like, and the rule is, is you have three timeouts for the entire match. If your challenge fails, you lose a timeout. So there is a penalty system. Mm-hmm. With it, right? So, so kind of simple. So kind of similar with the NHL, when the coach does a challenge, you get a penalty. Yeah. I think. Well, this you lose a timeout, right? And as as we all know, with once you're playing high level or even just competitive pickleball, those timeouts are very strategic, and you don't really want to lose one, mm-hmm. right? So I really like this. It just adds a little bit more fun. Whether I don't, I don't know if CMPL if you want to throw a maple leaf or a, a stuffed maple leaf or something onto the floor. You know, just go full Canadian. Sure. Have like a, have like a donut. Seeing how we got Tim's. Yeah, Tim's oh, no, that's, good. No, sorry, sorry. That's, no, CPA, that's CPA. That's CPA. That's CPA. But hey, if Tim's wants to do CMPL too, we won't we won't complain about that. But yeah, if you throw in like a a foam donut or something on, so go let's go full Canadian with it. Throw a foam donut yeah. challenge thing, and then you go to video replay. And then the nice thing is, um, then you could be then same thing. You can do it live on YouTube because that was the one thing I liked about Championship Week and CMPL. They went, they had more instant replays. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, it was usually just the one camera angle, and they do have the multiple angles. So if you and obviously that would be more budget because you need more operators to run these cameras and stuff. But that if I was to add one thing, that'd be the one thing I would add for the CMPL. We already know that they're going to add more events. Because last year was kind of like the pilot run, so more events are coming. I'm not going to worry about that. But if I was, yeah, to add one thing, it would be kind of a challenge system for line calls. Because especially on Championship Weekend, there was one or two matches where there was some semi-controversial line calls in there. Yeah. Even when I went and played the video back, and I was trying to slow it down and look at the thing, just the camera angle didn't allow me to kind of see. Okay, that was, that was, and and one of those calls was so close, like it could have literally gone either way. But it like it created a fire between the players and the reps so like if you could do that throw in the challenge thing and then hey make it definitive that'd just be a fun way to fix that yeah also i i just feel you uh gains a little bit more credit uh, credibility also on, on the sport because now you you have something that you can challenge or actually have a, a direct review on, on, on it so there there's like a little like there's i would say less uh, an, uh, animosity between the players and or, or the or the ref, right? Or even against the uh, uh, other team. The review say is is good or it's out. That's it. End of yeah. the story. And the right. other thing I liked is that the refs were the ones who they, like, it was up on the big screens for one thing, but the refs were the ones who went over and actually looked and said, "Oh yeah, that's out." So we're changing mm-hmm. all the out. So it gave the refs that extra bit of technology to help them do their job. Yes, right. Definitely. So that. So yeah, so that would be the one thing I'd add to that. The other thing, now this would be more so of a gimmick thing, but they do have the guy who's like the bouncer. 
there who kind of comes in and he's just uh, kind the of secure like, the security guy security guard yeah like and he comes in and he's kind of like he comes in whenever there's a challenge he kind of just stands there it's more of a gimmick but even having something along those lines whether you have like that sideline report like i know they had cam do it last year where after the games he'd go and interview players but if you could even do kind of like that sideline reporter for the more lighter side like it doesn't have to be all the serious questions but going asking the players like a fun question you know bring out those personalities Mm, something like like, make it very engaging because there's a lot of these players who are playing in these leagues in canada who are very very charismatic and outgoing like like honestly if you're not putting a microphone in front of christina chin every (laughs) every event she's in i don't know what you're doing because like the one time she did sat down i think it was during the eastern split like there was you could have had like five different highlight reel material out of that wow just for just for like instagram stuff and when it wasn't like it was and it was just her being charismatic she was giving other players nicknames she was commenting on things but just being very very energetic about it and it just drew you in to watch the match with them type of thing so mm-hmm. definitely yeah um hopefully hopefully they do something like that because uh that will at least bring up uh, bring up the audience right because right right, right uh from from what i've seen from the western split i don't know the attendance was a little bit shaky but uh anyway. it was also too big of a, an area like i found with the championship weekend when you watch that it was a little bit smaller thus um the stands were jacked and you could hear the fans and this is just me watching online like it was funny i got a bunch of comments saying oh I never saw you there. I would have come over and said hi. I was like, oh, I wasn't there. I was just watching online. I was like, but that's <laughs> but that's how immersive that type of so that's why I like and that's the other reason why I brought up the orchard. Like it's not a big venue. Exactly. Right. Then but it, it, it's a big it's a, it's a big enough venue that you create that crowd atmosphere and it just gets the players hyped up. So even if you go and as much as I liked it at the uh, stadium there in Edmonton, if you could find if you could even do it at say like the hub. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The hub will be enough. Yeah, yeah, and like, and I'd say probably the new hub now because then you can have at least two courts going with, mm-hmm. you know, with the bigger spacing, and then you can stick those bleachers in there and create that big atmosphere, right? So that that'd be my two, uh, my uh, two uh, kind of wish list things. Anything for you, Victor? Um, I think my biggest wish, uh, wish list is uh, having duper integrated in pickleball brackets, so, and especially for our uh, Canadian t- tournament rating. Because right uh, right now, it's just like there's. Uh, I'll, I'll say there's two ways. For, first of first of all, the uh, you might be able to eliminate some sandbagging, uh, or some frustration of uh, some new new players that have improved like me and you that improved tremendously but we're stuck because uh our initial rating was like at, at three so for us to progress uh, up to a four we have to like almost basically win over 10 10 plus tournaments to reach to 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 that uh, four 4.0 level so yeah. if so if they they stick that uh, duper into that uh, in into that uh, uh, pickable uh, bracket or uh, or the Canadian tournament rating system, I, I I will say that that will eliminate quite a bit of people that does not want to be playing at three. They will be automatically at uh, f- uh, four four already because their duper rating is is high high enough to uh, to play. So that's that's will be my I will say my my main wish list because it took me almost forever to make it to uh, to four, even though I was winning quite quite quite, quite a bit. 
Yeah, and like the nice thing is, like, and it even works in the reverse as well. If your duper thing is low, but you've been playing at the pickleball bracket rating tournaments, that way when you go to a duper one, you take the one from the other. Like if they can work in conjunction with each other, that way. So like, say if and because there's not a, like you're in an area where there's actually a fair decent amount of duper events, whereas mm-hmm. most of the time, aside from if I go to one of those tournaments in St. Albert. Most of the tournaments I go to are all under the pickleball brackets thing. So then when I go, like if you look at my duper rating right now, I think I'm only like a three eight or something like that. Whereas my pickleball brackets, I'm like a four two, a four five almost. So like whether or not like you could almost take them and like amalgamate them together or take the scores and put them onto each other so that it pops up your ratings. The other thing is is more tournaments need to be sanctioned. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's not, there's not, at least in Alberta, and like for those of us like me who have to travel minimum five hours, there's not enough sanctioned tournaments. And the problem is, is that same thing, like when we get stuck in the, especially if like for us, if we started at three, like you and me did, yeah, we can get to three, five really easy. But to get to that four, when we're playing in those three, five events, we're normally playing people who are roughly the same as us. Mm-hmm. So your score doesn't go up as much. Like me and Irene had to win. Like, we didn't move up to four until we won that last tournament in Calgary. Even with finishing bronze in the 4.0, 4.5 at Nationals, wow. we were at a 3.99. Ouch. So we won, yeah. we, we won gold at 3.5 at Provincials. We went, and then when we went to Nationals, both of the thing, events we went in were, one was 4.0 and up, and the other one was 4.0, 4.5. And we were playing teams, and I was looking at their ratings. So I was like, hey, that those are both four or five players. Those are both four or five players, right? And so we finished, I want to say, in the one we lost the game before the bronze medal match. So I want to say that'd be like fourth or fifth or whatever it is. And then the other one we won bronze. And I'm like, and even after that, we were still sitting at like a 399. And we had started that tournament at a 395. So we Ouch. only moved up 0.04. Yeah, it didn't move. Even up, after uh, playing all those high, even all playing those teams where they all were higher ranks than us. So yeah, so I don't know if there's a way to switch the system. And I think everyone has that complaint where change the system enough where if you're winning, your things should be going up higher. Yeah, to some degree. Course. I do like how Duper's brought back in the points thing because yes, you know what, Win- loop, winning fifteen one. And winning fifteen thirteen are very very different games. Yes, that that should should it, be it, different weight, right? Yeah, right. That that should, and same thing. If you lose fifteen thirteen, it shouldn't count the same. If I get blown out fifteen one, exactly. And like if I made that player worth it, I should get some type of ranking adjustment with that. So I do like the fact that they brought back in the point system for Duper. Yeah, but I, I have a feeling it's getting to the point where they all have to kind of merge into one universal rating system now it's never going to be perfect unfortunately but if we can get take kind of the best bits of each and make at least something that's a little bit more worth more so it's not as time consuming because like irene's at a four or five now for women's but she's literally had to win gold in every Every, except for one and she got silver Right, like so, and 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 that's the only reason way she was able to jump up to four or five for women's at that point. Whereas with me, she's at like that. We're I think our mix is at like the four two in the Canadian one. But if you look at our regular brackets, I think we're sitting around like a four four. That's the one term we went to. We thought it was when we signed up for it. It was um, getting asking to be sanctioned, but then when we went to her, it never ended up getting sanctioned. So, uh, so it doesn't. That so, doesn't so even count. though even though it was a four point category and we won. 
it didn't count towards that, right? So yeah, it's just that's that suck. That that really it really sucks. Yeah, definitely. And I will say, uh, while you're at it uh, on on sanction, I will say at kind of making sure that those those tournament that ha- is sanctioned has referee. Like, don't don't just say. I'm. I have that like a little bit like Cal, uh, like some some of the Calgary Calgary uh, or e- even EVP. Oh, I have extension, but there's no ref. Like basically yeah, no, re- almost no no ref on it. Like at, at, what's at the least, point? Sanction at least, it. At least, bare, at least bare minimum for crossovers and finals. Yeah, like, exactly. That's at least bare minimum. Like if you want to do round robin and not have a ref there, I can live with that. Just. You know, to some extent, because I have been in round robin games where, man, I really would have wanted a ref. Felt like we still won the match, but it, it, there was a few spots where it got a little dicey. But, um, but no, yeah, like at least a, at least a ref for crossovers and finals. Because once you get to that point, now you're now that these are the teams left that are fighting for those med, those medal spots, right? So and those and the ranking spots. Like we're not just going to win medals; we're also trying to go and put our rankings up. So that way, when we go to provincials, or when we go to nationals, or when we go to Western regionals. We're competing at a higher level. We want to keep pushing ourselves further, right? But if we keep getting regulated to like you know, three five, three five, three five, three five, or like with you, the three o, three o, three o, yeah, in the some well, yeah, but like and because me and Irene played that one tournament at the beginning of um, last year, and we went okay. Well, we're we you know we won three o provincials last year. Let's stick ourselves. Let's try out three five. Um, let's um, but our ranking is still like you know three point two. Okay, well we'll go three zero this turn. Let's see how we do. We went into the turn. We blew everybody off the court because we our club goes winter time, so we're practicing like three four times a week. So our big jump in skill for us normally is from like October through to April. So when the season start, like when the full tournament season starts, we've done all of our improvement then. Mm. right so then we come in and a lot of times that first term first one or two tournaments we do it feels like we're unintentionally sandbagging because we've improved so much but our ranking is not going to let us go up yeah it's just yeah it's just too too uh, just too bad but um i'm, ho- I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully they, they're gonna they're gonna make those change makes make those changes uh sometime soon i i think they they do do they're actually talking to dupers uh, right right now to make 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 that change and then yeah pickleball canada i think they are try, trying to kind of enforce that but to make make it then when when you make a sanction to have more more referee so we'll see uh time time will tell obviously right yeah absolutely well anyway. we said we were, we said we were gonna go shorter but we didn't go much shorter but that's no i don't i don't see we're shorter at that, that time oh. not not at all not 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 at all but that's okay it's the year end one so uh We'll be back in January, everyone. Have a happy holidays. Victor, you have a happy holidays. You too. Your um, Merry Christmas uh, to you and your family. Have a happy holidays. Uh, come back stronger in January. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see you guys next year for season two. All right. See you, anyone. Left hand. Look at that. What a way to end it with an overhead smash, and not just an overhead smash, but a jumping overhead smash by Irene. So Irene and Andrew from East River, Alberta, gold medalists.